It's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back together again to talk a little bit about which we love, corporate America. Our podcast is a discussion about the real insanity from cubicles in the workplaces, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get into our latest cubicle insanity, Kim. Let's go. So we were having a discussion a while back, which led to uh, this today. I'm going to call it our our leader draft, drafting various leaders onto our our team. And so the premise, picking some people that we believe are great leaders. Mm-hmm. Now that I say great leaders, I'm trying to quickly go through my list. Yeah. Are they all great? Um, great leaders. Um, so when I did this, Kim, so I don't know sort of what angle you took, but I was like, I'm looking uh, previously, I think several times we've talked about leaders are different than managers. Mm-hmm. And leaders are really about the people who people want to follow. Mm-hmm. And so that was sort uh, that was kind of the angle I came from. What, yeah. what, what were you thinking? Uh, yes, kind of similar. Um, the, yeah, inspired and others followed or have high respect. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, or in, heavily influenced. Yeah, okay. Um, again, I'm Yeah. looking at my list. Okay. okay. Just so everybody is aware, we didn't discuss our list, so we're hearing each other's list for the first time, and we're going to debate. Right, it's a surprise, on purpose. It's a, so, pr- a, per- a purposeful surprise. So let's see if it sparks us to change our list. Yeah, yeah. Um, in case we do this again, I don't want to disclose all of the people that yeah. you know I was thinking um, but one person that I was thinking that didn't make my list, um, like for example, was Walt Disney. Hmm. Right? Like, I think a lot of people, I didn't see the movie with Tom Hanks. Yeah. I know you probably didn't either, but. Yeah, that's, that's a given. <laughs> see, I immediately Safe go bet. to movies and then go, oh, that's right, you didn't see it. Um, but I mean, I think he was very, I think he was inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I think like all leaders, there's some doubtful moments maybe, but. Yeah. Overall, I think he's, you know, obviously created this empire that people want to carry on. So, mm-hmm. like, he didn't make my list this time, but yeah. that was sort of one person I was like, hmm. Now, um, the other thing neither of us did is a lot of research, so it's more just gut feeling yeah. type of. Yeah. Okay. And why were why we find these people uh, somebody that we're inspired by? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. I can't stop smiling. Um, okay, you go first. Give me your first one. All right, my first one. The first uh, draft, the first pick of the 2017 draft. Okay, it, it's uh, it's a slash. So it's oh, uh, women in my family and my parents. So my dad gets in that group. Oh my gosh. Okay, I just feel like you just trumped me. Like I'm gonna sound <laughs> bad after this because I did not put my family in here. So the reason why I say the women in my family is I think you know back to my grandmother. I don't know my great grandmother, but. Uh, my grandmother was very involved with um, wartime efforts, helping soldiers when they would come through town. She'd bring them in for meals, things like that. So oh. very service humanitarian. Yeah. Um, which then passed on to her children. Yeah. And, you know, my aunt uh, was a single parent uh, in a time when it was very hard for women to be single parents, get lines of credit, housing, things like that. So I saw her struggle, learned of her her struggles. And my mom, um, you know, she 
obviously raised me and raised my siblings. I think we've turned out okay. We're <laughs> fine, upstanding citizens and, and uh, all have good, productive jobs. But they gave us the foundation, and as did my dad. But, I, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of thinking more in line with the and, – and I think about those three plus my dad of giving us the foundation and the core of who we are. Yeah. And the basic lessons, you know, have manners, treat people with respect, um, be kind. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Gosh, damn you. Um, yeah. So my grandma, like, it's funny when you say that because it's totally true. So as you get older and you start asking your grandparents questions about how they grew up and things like that, my grandma, although from a rural area, grew up in town. Yeah. And not a city. I mean, yeah. town, but grew up in town. And, um, you know, her dad was a professional, but she got a job. Like, she was, um, she was called a bookkeeper mm-hmm. at the uh, town what did they used to call those? Like the town store. Like what did? Like the general store. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So she, um, like when people would pay with cash, mm-hmm. they actually would like put the money in a cup and she would pull it up with a string up to the second floor. And then she would tally their bill, retally yeah. it. And then she would send the change back down. Yeah. And so that's amazing. Like she yeah. was, you know, large and in charge Yeah. as a young lady in this rural area when a lot of times women didn't have jobs. So here she had this yeah. job. Then she married my grandma. She had moved from town out to the farm. Yeah. Although it's not that far, you know, they didn't, it's not like they, she would drive to town and see her parents or whatever every day. So like that was such a huge change and she was so strong mm-hmm. and brave and, yeah. you know, just all the other things that happened. Yeah. But like, even when she would tell us that stories, I know that my sister and I would be like, yeah, Graham. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And so... Okay, now I feel you know, and the other thing bad is about I, myself. I think I... about this is if I look at my grandmother, uh, I, I believe she had a third grade education. Oh, okay. My aunt had, I think, an eighth grade education. And my mom had a high school education. And, of course, my siblings and I have college, high school plus mm-hmm. college plus graduate school. And um, so, you know, you can see where each generation has built and they've pushed yeah. us and pushed from generation. So that, to me, I find very good leadership. Absolutely. For, forget that, you know, that, but that's, they're inspiring, right? Yes. I mean, of course, your parents tell you to do things. And you're like, oh, yeah. I want to do that. But in the end, when you go back and reflect. Yeah. Um, so it's like we talked about before, like, it's performance elevation. Right. Not evaluation. Like, they right. were pushing you to be better than yeah. what they yeah. thought they were. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was a good one. <laughs> okay, so mine are not that uh not that good. But I'm going to start with Are you done? Should I, yeah. should I go? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start with Mr. Rogers. Oh, Fred Rogers. Absolutely. Right? Like I can't I'm just smiling cuz I just uh love him so much. I uh, so I don't know a ton about him i could sing the theme song though mm-hmm. from mr rogers neighborhood because well it touched hear. it touched me it's so a wonderful much. day in the neighborhood i it is a wonderful day in the neighborhood. um and sometimes um i'm not gonna lie if people aren't like if i'm on like instant message at work and they're not responding to me i will start like quoting the song and just keep going and so by the time they get back they have a good laugh that they have all of this uh to come back to um but 
it's all about being a neighbor. So it turns out if I, I won't be able to tell you the specifics, but he, um, was more like, uh, on the musical path and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then he decided he had this opportunity with television and thought I could touch the lives and make such a positive impact through this thing called television. And that's when he started doing a children's show. He also then went back to the seminary. So he is, a. uh, like ordained minister, minister of, of something. I don't know what religion, a, but a religious minister. Yeah. And so, and his, so his whole thing was letting kids know that they are important mm -hmm. and that people, you know, someone cares about them. And he thought, Oh, this television thing is a great way to do that. So when he would, um, did you watch Mr. Rogers? Like, who didn't, though? I mean, you did, right? Well, no, not really. I know sort of... What? By occasional blow-by, but my sister was tuned in. She was tuned in? Okay. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's such a great show. And so he would... It was like he was coming home from work, mm -hmm. and he, he would have on some sort of, like, jacket, and he would take it off, and he'd put a cardigan on. Mm -hmm. By the way, his mother made all of his cardigans that really? he wore. Huh. Yes. Interesting. Um, every Christmas, they got a new cardigan, if I remember the story correctly. And he would change his shoes um, from his work shoes into like little canvas tenny type of things. Mm -hmm. um, and he would sing his song and he would change his uh, sweater and shoes and he would say, hi, neighbor. I'm glad we're together again. Hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's nice way to start. It is. And he just made you feel so like, I don't know how people couldn't love Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, at the end of the show, he would sing, um, you know, it's such a good feeling to know you're alive. And everything was so uplifting and it was so caring. Mm -hmm. What, I mean, I can't imagine the number of children. So I think he went on TV sometime in the 60s. Okay. Again, I should have looked it up. Sometime in the 60s. Um, and has had such a huge impact on people's lives. And in fact, like whenever there's a crazy tragedy that happens, um, you know, these various, you know, shootings or, mm -hmm. or things that are just so horrible, um, Mr. Rogers gets quoted. And it's uh, apparently a, a true quote that he did say. And it was something that his mother taught him that, you know, even in the some, when something goes horribly wrong, this is not a verbatim quote. This is me regurgitating what I remember. Mm -hmm. Look for the helpers. There's always helpers. There's always good people and good mm -hmm. things coming out of, out of this. And yeah. so that comes up all the time. Um, I picked him because I think he has impacted so many people's lives. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if we could all be that just like good and caring at the core. Yeah. What an amazing yeah. world this would be. So yeah. if everybody knew Mr. Rogers and could follow in his footsteps, mm -hmm. what a great place this would be. Absolutely. Mr. Thank Rogers. You. Cheers. Cheers, Fred. Cheers to being a good neighbor. All right. Do you want to go to your second one or you want me to do mine? Um, okay. Well, I don't want you to make me look bad again, so I'm going to go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not a competition. My, my second one. Um, this could just be uh, due to current events as well. Um, I selected J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. So I just uh, a moment ago Googled up what he does. So I know he plays for the Houston Texans. Apparently, he's a defensive end. Mm -hmm. um, 
oddly enough, there's a bit of a theme. I selected him because of his... People love J.J. Watt. So there was just the uh, hurricane. Yeah, he just did a big humanitarian thing on Twitter where... I remember uh, seeing that on Twitter. Yeah, so he, I think he started, so when the hur- Hurricane Harvey hit mm-hmm. Houston, Hurricane Harvey hit Houston, um, he said, so the, te- the Houston Texans were stuck in Dallas. Like, they couldn't even get back to Houston. Mm. And he loves the city. He's, um, again, good to the core, and he wanted to do what he could to help, but he wasn't there. So he said out to uh, all of uh, his social media followers, you know what, I would love to, you know, set a goal of raising $200,000 uh, to give to uh, people who need it mm-hmm. in Houston after all of this crazy flooding and all of the things yeah. happening. I believe, so I just saw him on Jimmy Fallon. Um, I believe he raised over $35 million. Yeah, I, I never saw the final number, but I do remember seeing like, he was trying to raise like that two hundred thousand or whatever the yeah. initial amount was, like in twenty four hours, and he mm-hmm. raised it like twenty four minutes or some insane amount of time. Yes. And then he went up a million, and he raised that like in thirty minutes later. Yeah. It was kind of interesting to follow because like every time you like take a peek at Twitter, mm-hmm. the goal was going up like five million and ten million, and yeah. I didn't see where it landed after that. But yeah, like thirty five million. Wow! And because of it, he was just named. Hence, he was on Jimmy Fallon, um, SI Sportsman of the Year. Wow. That's and fantastic. It is. And he, I mean, he, like the whole time that he was doing this, and even now, he's like, like, there's going to be no overhead. Like, this money is going to go directly to the people. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, where I want it to go. So it was, you know, getting water, you know, yeah. drinkable water to people. And now it, he's, like, rebuilding daycares. I think I saw he just went out and did, like, some little uh, visits to, to where yeah. the money's going. but. Um, rebuilding daycares and, you know, all of this, so just giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my theme. Um, that's amazing. And the fact that, you know, he, I feel like um, oftentimes, uh, I'll call it sports figures, but it might be broader than that. Mm-hmm. But they oftentimes are highlighted when something goes wrong or yeah. something like that. And for him to do something so great, and he's not the only one, of course, but that's amazing. He's not from Houston, yeah, but he lives there, and that's his home, and so he wanted to give back, and that's a lot of millions of dollars. So clearly people follow him. So Do they follow him? Why do you think so many people follow him? He's an athlete. I think it's because he's genuine and he's kind. So those same things that we were yeah. talking about before, I think he um, – you know, his mom and dad, he visits his mom and dad frequently. So yeah. if you do, if you follow him on social media or whatever, yeah. he visits his mom and dad in Pewaukee, Wisconsin, frequently. Hmm. Um, he has two brothers that are also in the NFL, and they will, you know, uh, have fun little tweets back and forth. He truly cares about his family. Yeah. He cares about his community. Um, he is, you know, not out, like, uh, trying to get um, every girl or spending his money every way he can. He's just a genuine and kind person, I think. Hmm. I mean, we're we all have flaws, sure. But I think he does a great job of knowing that he has kids and families yeah. that follow him and and love him. So I think I do think that's why he's so yeah hugely followed. Yeah. Clearly, getting millions of dollars in a matter of you know yeah I don't even know if it was days but yeah. 
Huh, interesting. Yeah. Good for him. Wow. Okay, number yeah. two. Well, uh, so it um, sounds like a little bit of you're doing men and mine are women. Oh, okay. So far. Okay. Uh, so my next one is Sally Ride. Good one. As female, first female astronaut for NASA yes. to go up in space. Um, she did that in 1983. Oh, okay. Which um, was about the time I was graduating from <laughs> somewhere <laughs> many years ago. Kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll go with kindergarten. <laughs> um, but so I think she influenced a lot of women that were beginning to graduate and think about college. Yeah. You know, that maybe were sophomores in high school because she, you know, she um, was an astronaut, math, science, and started kind of that thinking that it was okay. Women can do it. Women can do it. Tragically, she lost her life in the space shuttle Challenger when it exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, so tragic loss. But, yeah, uh, you know, I think she did inspire and kind of break that that. You know that phrase of the glow, the glass ceiling, yeah, for women to go into STEM and and things yeah. like that. And you know, following that, there's been a whole slew of more uptick in female engineers and in the space program and things like that. So, um, I know I've personally found that to be inspirational. Like, hey, it's okay because that's kind of where I was headed going into college, based yeah. upon a high school teacher who made my list, but might make it onto a different list later. <laughs> So I won't mention the name, um, but I was kind of already headed that direction. And when I saw this, it kind of solidified that it's okay. I'm not different. I'm not odd. Right. There's others that have done this as well. And you know what else is amazing about her? Well, probably lots of things. But that was before the times of social media. Yeah. But everybody knew about her. Right. Like, it was that big of a deal. Yep. And it's not that she was trying to be a leader. She was... She just loved She led the by example, right. And so she wasn't looking for fame. She was actually just wanting to be an astronaut. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I remember, um, like, that was such a big deal. We watched, we had it turned on in school. Like, they brought TV, you know, like, they used yeah. to have the TVs on the carts. That's how old we are. They yeah. used to, like, wheel yeah. them in and, you know. Um, I was in science class yeah. with Mr. Anderson and we were watching it happen. Yeah. And then, you know, it blew up. Like, yeah. It was shocking. Nobody yeah. knew what to do. And here they have all these students sitting here watching this happen. Yeah. Um, but still, even after that, like, she was highly regarded. Yeah. So that's a good one. I stand corrected. She did not uh, perish in the. Um, oh, that was the space teacher. Sh- space Shuttle Challenger. Uh, that was um, Terry McCullough. Yes. Uh, Terry yeah. McCullough. But she did go up in the space shuttle, uh, space shuttle Challenger uh, the first time it went up. So, yeah, incredible. Yeah. So I stand corrected on yeah. that. My apologies. She um, she passed away in 2012. Yes, definitely a pioneer for the yeah, yeah for the women in there. So that was my second one. That's good. That was a good one. Sure. Okay. Number three. You want to go? No, you go. We'll, we'll alternate. All right. Then we'll have to keep track of it for our next yeah. round. All right. Uh, so my third one is um, 
may or not may or may not be remembered, but it's um Golda Meir. Okay, so I know who that is. Okay, so, so should I Google it while you talk? I don't even so know So Golda Meir was the first uh, female prime minister of Israel. Oh, she Golda. She, Golda. She followed uh, David Ben Gurion, who basically established the state of Israel following the the World War Two, and um, she was known to have brass balls. Oh. So she she's a hard charging, tough lady, no nonsense, but she too kind of broke that glass ceiling. And, you know, I've had the good fortune to be in Israel. And um interestingly enough, she was from Israel, then moved, so forth, so on. She you just mentioned JJ Watt was from Wisconsin. Yeah. Golda Meir spent significant time in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, are you kidding me? Mm-mm. And there's, you know, there's a bridge for her. There's several monuments in the Milwaukee area. Um, Golden My Year School, things like that. And so she, um, she's, you know, on their currency in Israel, or she was. And uh, wow, she really made an impact to establish a country. And and if you go back and look at, you know, historically some of the things she's she's done said. Okay, you may not agree with it, but she was no-nonsense, straight-talking, transparent. You think about, in today's corporate America terms, constructive conflict. She did all that, but yet she was a mom, she was a spouse, and a very compassionate person. What? So what, what year, I'm just trying to Google while you're talking, what year, so she was... Prime Minister in 1969. Yeah. Yeah, so surprising. That's not a time. Had to deal with the Seven-Day War. So, you know, it all, very tough time to start, you know, to still a very young country. Yeah, and a lot going on in the world. Yes. Yes. Wow, okay, good good one. So. And I feel educated. So that's um, a quick note on my third one. Nice. Okay. Um, so I, I mean, I, my third one I knew would not compete, but, um, (laughs) I, I have selected her. Oh yeah. So she moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for sure. 1905. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, how does somebody like that end up in the States even? Uh, so her parents, her father. Yep. If I remember right, I, again, remember we didn't yeah. really Google it, but I think um, just from my recall, her father moved here, and then her mother brought her here because her father found work. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Yep. Um, the one thing I did see is she was born in the Ukraine. Yes. So. She wow, and then ended up back in Israel and was mm-hmm. the prime minister. Yeah. That's quite a life story. Yeah, it, it, she really does have a fascinating life story. Wow. And some of the adversities that she overcome to get to, you know, where she started out her life at, and then to become the prime minister of a country is a pretty incredible story. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't happen to many people. No. That's no. a limited. Yeah. Um, okay, so your, your three were really good. And they were, you, you did stay to the inspirational women 
Um, so my third one, I was struggling to, to select three. Um, we can do more. Or were you struggling to get to three? No, no. I, so I have two that I wrote down here. Um, and even as I sort of think about them, I clearly had a theme of just those like um, people uh, to the core who care about others. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what makes them so great is they make the people around them mm -hmm. better. They, um, they aren't necessarily trying to be leaders but they end up with a lot of followers. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, one is a little bit more silly than the other. I'll do that one just to be a little more lighthearted at the end okay. here. Um, Brooke Davis. Yep, you've got nothing. Yeah, You're I like, blank no. stare. I, I, the same look you gave me with gold in my yep. ear. Yep, okay. Uh, I should so, know Brooke Davis? No, probably not. Not okay. you. <laughs> me, yes. She uh, was in my life. Um, she's actually a TV character. Okay. But I think that you can learn from, yeah, you know, great TV characters. So here's the thing. So it's, she's from a TV show called One Tree Hill. So Not clue. if you like shows like Gossip Girl or 90210 or, right, not shows you're into. Um, she was that character who, uh, she was sort of, so it's One Tree Hill starts out uh, in, they're in high school, it's high school students, and then they go on to beyond that in subsequent seasons. Um Brooke Davis has like a broken family and um, like the mom and dad are together. Like they all live together, but they're yeah. broken. Like, and she is, she, because of that, she starts out very selfish. Mm -hmm. And of course she's that girl in high school that um, is very bossy and mm -hmm. um, not necessarily so nice. So why do you pick her? As she grows and matures over the years, her heart is so big so she, number one, she starts, you know, it's TV, but by the, probably the young age of probably 22 or 23 in the show, mm -hmm. um, she has started two different businesses, I think, at least. Mm. Um, she's a clothing designer and various things happen where she has to like sell off her company or whatever. And she lives in New York, but she's always giving back to her friends and taking care of them and making sure they're okay. And so she kind of started out as this not so nice character but over the seasons she really grew and became sort of the uh the glue of the group and sort of upheld everybody like would question why they would make decisions she was that friend that mm -hmm. would be like really you don't want to do that yeah. don't be ridiculous and so really by the end of it she is they all look up to her she's had she's that character that goes through so many problems but at the end, like she lives in, she goes back to her hometown and she's like, this is where I want to be. This is where, you know, all the people yeah. I care about are. Um, and so she, my theme is the givers, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so in a weird way, she like so many times, um, she comes back to me in various situations because of things that happened mm -hmm. to her on the show. But overall, I, I always think like what I want, especially when it comes to women, what I want my daughter to look up to this person yeah and uh you know season one season two whatever probably not but by the end of it it's like oh yeah Brooke done good yeah I would I would want my daughter to look up to somebody like that yeah or be somebody like that huh yeah so that was my yeah. third a tv character good yeah so that was fun Kim absolutely it was fun so what what do you think the obvious is here I think the obvious is leaders come in all shapes and sizes 
And I would have to say, so we, I said, I went in with the thought of who had followers. And I think that yours, whether you thought that or not, leaders don't always, a lot of these people we talked about didn't go in it for the fame or mm -hmm. trying to have power or control. Mm -hmm. They went into it for good and pure mm -hmm. reasons. Yeah. And it turned out that they were leaders. Yeah. So I think our uh, we had a successful first draft. Yeah. I think the teams are forming nicely. Yeah. Uh, now we just need them to gel. Right. Start performing. <laughs> I, I think that we could uh, do this again because I think uh, we each have probably some more on our list. Yeah. So I will give you a preview without names, but yeah. my next list yes. are all men. Oh, okay. Because I made two different lists, but my first list of my first drafting of this yeah. list just were females. And then as I thought more, then I created a second list and they all happen to be men. So let me look at my. So on our next uh, one of our future episodes, stay tuned for that. So um, thanks, thanks to all of our listeners. Thank you to our active military and our veterans. Hopefully you found some of this inspirational. Stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity. <laughs>